Welcome back to our third segment of Solid Steps Radio. We are here with the coaches Chris Renner and Jimmy Just. And we're talking about basketball and we're talking about life. And so, guys, let's talk about um, the plat. You guys have a platform. And, and both of you guys love the Lord. You guys have been, uh, you know, walking with Jesus. And, I mean, that's – but that's a difficult kind of a tightrope sometimes as a basketball coach, as a teacher in a public school setting. How do you guys walk that, walk that pathway? Well, I, I think the first thing is, you know, the partnership with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes is big. Uh, what Steve Wigington does in the city of Louisville and, and uh, getting involved in public education has been tremendous. And uh, Steve started a few years ago doing uh, team chapels. So they have their FCA huddles, uh, but they also do team chapels. And so they'll provide a, a guest speaker, a team chaplain for any team that would like one. It's strictly voluntary so it's not mandatory um, so we don't make the team and the players go to it but those that want to get to get involved and uh, it's great we do it at Ballard we do it on Thursday we try and do it every week uh, we get a large percentage of our kids uh, if not all of them participating I try and do it with the older guys uh, typically the varsity guys uh, we've had kids from different faiths uh, participating in it uh, not only are they dealing uh, with, with the spiritual aspect but they're also talking about life skills which is important and I'll give you a, a quick story. Uh, back in about 2004, we had a team chapel, and a, a guy was doing our a chapel at the time named Barry Washington. A lot of you all might know Rev, uh, Reverend Washington. Uh, he has a ministry downtown, and also uh, he has a, 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 a Philly cheesesteak shop on uh, Preston Highway, uh, Barry's Cheesesteaks. Well, anyways, Rev was doing our chapel, and he did an invitation and asked anybody who wanted to accept Christ to do it. Had a young man at that time accept Christ. His name was Wilbert Reeves, one of my players. Fast forward about uh, seven or eight years, uh, Will was shot and killed uh, in Louisville. And at his funeral, obviously, it was sad to see a young man's life end so quickly. But the amazing thing was when I looked at Will, I knew I'd see him again Mm -hmm. because of that experience in the locker room, because he accepted Christ through an FCA team chapel at Ballard High School. And so uh, we try and make sure we don't offend anybody. We try and make sure that we don't uh, break the rules. But at the same time, I would much rather see guys in my locker room learning what is truly important, what can save their life versus winning a basketball game. That's um, that's a great story. That's That's cool. Jimmy, what about you? I mean, I feel like if I'm going to screw up, I'm going to screw up on the side of God. You know, if I'm going to do things the wrong way, it's it's about about what we think or what man thinks or what we're we're supposed to be doing in in school. I'm going to screw up for for God. Uh, That's kind of my my direction on it. I know we we do a lot of the same things. We have the FCA uh, chapel on Thursdays at at our place. And same thing we get, our kids can come to it if they want to and most kids don't they, they they they're curious if nothing else they want to see what's going on and they, we've never had any kind of problem with it before we we've had i have i'm in charge of fca over at our school and we do that on i know I was talking to chris and we do that on tuesday mornings as well uh so i get a chance now the, t- now the tuesday morning fca that's that, that's the whole that's all the, school, the athletes yeah it's anybody that wants to be there and so you know, and FCA also provides chapel, uh, chapel for any of the, any of the schools that coaches want that want to do it. It's got obviously the coach has to want to do it, and so uh, you know, hopefully, you know, that's something I'm helping out with there. I'm getting getting these FCA the FCA guys in in touch with a lot of the coaches we have at our schools, and right now uh, I'm in a situation where I'm in a good situation. I could retire, I guess, anytime I wanted to, and so I can kind of, I guess, feel like I can do what I want to do a little bit more, and not. I shouldn't say probably, but I mean, I can do what I want to do and feel like if 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 they don't like it, I can say, hey, I'm out of here, I guess. 
but you just retire. I can just retire, but and I feel like right now I got a great platform. My platform as a teacher, platform as a coach, I got a chance to influence a lot of kids. And right now, I don't. I think the Lord's asking me to to hang in there and keep doing what I'm doing. And uh, I know that uh, we had, um, I've had some some good uh, good things as a teacher. Even over, I, I put my Bible on my desk and I get a chance to read my Bible. I mean, I have some it's Christian music that I I pipe out there and the, I love. I actually got music every day and. It's got the, the lights flying up, and the kids, like, they love it. It's like the disco lights. They're, they're in, the kids have a ball with it. But I, I asked the kids the other day, I said, you know, hey, you want to hear my jam? And I had old church choir. And I threw it at them. I said, they said, yeah, let's hear it. So I, I pumped it at them, and, and they, they enjoyed it. I mean, they had a good time with it. So and some of these guys, they, they listen to rap and stuff like that, and then I, I introduced them to Christian rap. And so I think some of these things to just – I think I've got a good platform, and I need to make sure I'm trying to use it. That's awesome. What you guys remind me of, the old Southwest Airlines, uh, you know, we we are in the people business. We just happen to fly airplanes. And you guys are in the ministry of the gospel of Jesus Christ business, and you just happen to be coaches and teachers. Uh, I, I just, that is so cool. Well, and, and, you know, one of the things is, is as important as it is for us to use that platform, we have to make sure we're, we're uh, feeding ourselves. And that's where, again, Jimmy and I have become great friends through FCA, through a, a coach's Bible study with Steve Wigington and various coaches. We were meeting on Saturday mornings at Southeast, and we were just getting into God's Word, and it was helping us to be better husbands and better fathers and better coaches. And so, uh, yeah, it's important for us to feed into these kids, but if we're not getting into God's Word ourselves, then, then we're not going to be the examples and the people that we need to be. Obviously, if you come watch Ballard basketball, you're going to see me on the sidelines. You're going to see a flawed man, a guy that is not perfect. But at the same time, I'm so lucky that I've got Jesus in my life, that I have Christian friends and believers like Jimmy and Steve Wigington, Brooke Brotsman, that can invest in my life and help me become a better person. That's, um, that's, that's really special. Chris, you talked about um, one, one game – you were who are you playing? You were you were going against Bryce uh, Hibbard. Yes, and uh, you you brought your your pastor. Yes, Br- Bryce and I both went to Southeast, and we both go to Southeast. And uh, Greg Allen, I think, had a child at at Mail at the time, so Greg Allen sat on the bench with with Bryce, and uh, Bob Russell sat on the bench with me. And and again, I was a lot younger, a little more energetic, could say a few things, and so I had to be extremely careful that something wouldn't slip out of my mouth. And uh, Bob said after the game. I didn't say anything. I think we ended up winning the game, so Bob got the win. Um, and so it was just uh, after hearing your stories, I'm glad Bob didn't say anything. I probably should have been listening to, to make sure he wasn't saying anything bad. <laughs> that's funny. Um, I, I just think that's so cool that, that you guys um, are using this platform for the kingdom of God. I mean, the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. And before basketball, before athletics, um, it doesn't mean we're, we're not going to bat a thousand. We're not we're not going to hit every free throw shot. But if we can, if we can keep the main thing the main thing, and go, you know, this is about Jesus. I have a I have a ministry, and it's it's to promote the kingdom of God. Uh, I, I think that's just awesome. How, when did you guys start um, really, maybe understanding that? I don't know. It's it's hard to say. I mean, I was over when I first started over at Iroquois. It was uh, I had Brian Kaiser was over, and Brian's a great guy. And he Brian, I mean, he's he's really serious about his faith, and 
And I mean, I think that helped me to become more serious about my faith as well. You, you learned it from one of your one of the students. Well, Brian uh, Kaiser is a FCA. He's from FCA, right? And so, he played for U of L. Yeah. Where did he play in high school? Where, I'm not sure where he, he was out in the, out he was the out, state, out in the yeah. state somewhere. Wasn't oh, oh okay, okay. So Brian was a great. He's a great role model for me. It's is a is just where he where he lived his faith and. Of course, he went over. He went out of the country and did some other things. And he's—I mean, he's still a great role model. I mean, right now, all the things he does, I'm, it's just amazing. I mean, just the way he, he sacrifices and the—it's the, for me. I—that I, was great. That was huge for me. And so, he was in charge of FCA over at Iroquois and all the people that we've had there. FCA has been been huge. I think they, all those guys they get that I that have been part that I've been part of. Those guys are they they helped me tremendously. So you're 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 just we're so encouraged, so influenced by these guys going. You know, I I I I have this platform. I've got to use it. Absolutely, yeah. Well, and and, and the other part too is guys like Brian Kaiser. He 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 was a a Christian man that is a Christian man that you know they're gonna they're gonna help other believers by holding them accountable by be, being you know saying hey you need to watch what you're saying hey you need to act a certain way hey be be careful with these things and so it's great to have a spiritual uh, people that have wisdom that can really help us grow uh, not only personally but but in our profession for me I, I I coached three years in private schools that were Christian schools my first head coaching job was at Southwest Christian and then I was two years at Christian Academy coaching the girls so it was easy to let faith be part of what you're doing at, at those schools it was but it, but in a way it was difficult because those kids were so used to hearing it all the time they got their chapels their parents talking about it in their classroom and so um, it, it sometimes was overboard for them but at the same time it gave me a good understanding of how to use that with my sport when uh, when you were you've been at Ballard 20 years yes when did, when did you kind of start to say you know what I I have a um, was it right from the from the get-go well fr- from the get-go and you know you can do it in different ways and I think the longer you do it and the older you get maybe the better you get um, my, my first year I took the Ballard job and uh I started doing a mission trip in the Dominican Republic with Go Ministries. And I got started with that because on a mission trip to Poland, I met a guy named Brooke Bratzman. He was my roommate. So I jumped out of the boat like Peter did in the Bible, and I went on a mission trip. I met Brooke Bratzman. He was my roommate. He said, hey, why don't you try this in the Dominican where he was doing ministry? So I went to the Dominican and said, let's get this started. I invited a couple of my former players from Wagner and a couple from Ballard, current players, Two guys from Ballard went on that trip. One of them, a guy named Will Parton, was on that trip. Turns out now, Will is the director of sports ministry for Go Ministry. So it was that experience. And what's funny is, Will goes on that trip, I go on that trip, we win a state championship, and Will Parton is MVP of the state tournament. All that a coincidence? That's that's pretty cool. That's really cool. We're going to take a break. We're going to come right back. And we're going to talk about, um, as dads, how can we coach our kids and how can we use sports, not just as a thing that consumes a lot of time, but also as a good teaching tool for us as dads. And we're going to take some, uh, some hints from the coaches themselves. So we'll be back shortly for our final segment on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to our fourth and final segment, unfortunately. Uh, we're talking uh, coaching today with two coaches, guys who've been coaching basketball for decades. And Chris Renner, a, a state championship uh, winner in 1999, is that right? Yes. And uh, Jimmy Just also. Both of you guys have players playing for the University of Louisville right now, which has got to be fun as a coach. 
being able to see your players out there coaching. But we're going to talk this last segment about uh, to dads. Uh, as And my last weekend, if you caught the very first segment, if you didn't catch it, you can go back to our Facebook page, soundcloud.com, or go on to iTunes and just type in Solid Steps Radio to hear all of our shows commercial-free in their entirety on a podcast anytime you want. But I opened up about my kid, my boys, my two oldest, had their first organized referees you know, calling a basketball game. And there was this moment in the game where the guy who was doing the clock and the possession arrows, he didn't change the possession arrow over. Like, if you ever watch, if you don't remember, kids' games have possession arrows about 150 times during the game because they keep grabbing for the ball. Well, the guy didn't change the possession arrow, and it was going to be our possession. And I'm kind of, like, trying to signal, and I I've find myself, my first kid's game, that 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 parent of rising the, the up, the adrenaline, the adrenaline was, was, was rolling, up. and I'm like, I want to signal, hey, you know, you forgot it. And then there was a there was a possession, and guess who got it? The other team. And I was kind of like, well, wait a minute. And then I realized, Chad, these are eight nine year olds. <laughs> You're up by almost twenty points, and you got three seconds left in the half. Just be quiet. But even then, I found myself kind of rising up. So I'm be curious to hear what the coaches need to talk to the dads about how we coach our kids outside the game. So uh, Chris and Jimmy, when I, I, you have had to have the full gamut of dads, pa- you know, parents involved and not involved, and I'm sure you've had dads screaming at you guys over the years, like, "What the world are you guys doing?" You know, put my kid in. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, why? Well, you know, we've had like, say when I started your I had no parents there, which was really kind of neat in one way. I mean, the parents were not around, and so I could the kids bought into what I had to say, and I didn't have to worry about them hearing second things. You know. So whatever they heard from me is what they need. You know that's what they heard, and so they didn't have say, oh, the list coach just you know do do this or do that. You know, they just they just heard my voice, which was really neat. But at the same time, it's really pretty sad to think that these kids didn't have a dad and somebody that they could kind of look up to, a male role model that way at home, that could show them how they should be living their life and stuff. And so that when I was at Iroquois, I felt like that was part of the role that I played for a lot of those kids as well. So I felt like I needed to make sure I was a good role model because. I think there's probably always probably less than ten percent of the kids actually had lived at home with with the kids that I coached. Probably ten percent maybe knew their dads or, or lived at home with mom and dad. I mean, it's just a real small number, which is amazing. So that's incredible. And Chris, you were saying in the break, sixty uh, percent, probably sixty percent of of the kids in our program uh, do not live with their father or are dealing in situations where their dad is not around. You know, the positive thing is. There's a lot of good role models around now. They can get involved in AAU programs where there are some good coaches or mentoring programs or church. But but any young man needs a good, strong male role model in their life uh, just to be able to deal with growing up because um, it is tough for these kids. They're facing a far lot more stuff and junk than, than I feel like we did growing up. Um, so it's important for them to have some somebody in their life that can be positive, and we try and provide that as coaches. As much as best you can, talk to the dads right now, as we as we wrap up this. Speak into dads who have kids that are playing in athletics. Well, I, I think you know any dad who is involved in their son's development or their child's development could be a daughter um, that they have good intentions for their child. They want what's best for their child. The problem is a lot of these parents are losing perspective. They're focusing on the trophy or the award or the scholarship. They need to focus on the process. And, you know, as we sit here right now, we think of our, our athletic careers and I'm sure all of us at some point won some kind of trophy ribbon, something, where are they now? Do we know where they are? 
No, we don't. And, you know, I'll, I'll kind of use an example. Uh, one state championship in 1999. I don't have my state championship ring anymore. I sold it so we could adopt our son. And that ring was important, and it was a memory of something that was won, but adopting a child was far more important. And so I think about it with these parents that you want your child to, to have good teamwork, to be uh, disciplined, to be dedicated, to be selfless, uh, to have all those characteristics that will make them successful husbands, successful wives, successful uh, in their careers. So don't focus on the, the, the rings, the trophies, the scholarships. Focus on those things that are truly important. The, the, the characteristics of, of integrity character, humility, servanthood. Uh, yeah, zero in on that. Right. Most parents would much rather they have a, a, a child that is caring, that is loving, that has great character and great integrity versus someone that gets a scholarship just because they're talented or because they worked harder than somebody else. They want those things that really can make them uh, a, a successful, again, as a husband, as a wife, as a father, as a, as a mother. Talk to the dad uh, who's maybe not involved very much well i guess the thing is you know when they're not involved i mean there's something that's going to be missing in these kids lives i know that that i had a we had a little retreat going on with our with our kids over at iroquois and i had a youth minister that actually ran a retreat and we always every kid that said hey i don't have dad at home and i'm okay with that and you know we we he, the youth minister never let that go he said hey you know, you, you, there's some things going on with you right now that you have. There's some bitterness. There's some things going bit, built up. Every one of these kids would come back later and said, "Yes, it does. It, but it bothers me that, that I don't have dad around. It bothers me that I don't have somebody like that in my life." And there's something missing. That we, I think, they don't understand the importance of having a dad in their life and every kid's life. The the role model that these kids that these kids needs is really huge. I mean, and and you can't get that just from anywhere. I mean, you you know, when these kids. They're doing more than hurting them in basketball. They're doing more than hurting them in football or whatever sport. They're hurting them in, in their life. They're, they're losing something that these kids are going to have a hard time finding otherwise. And, and they're fortunate enough as if they've got coaches think that, like Chris and, and hopefully myself, that we're, we're, we're working our butts off to make sure we're showing good, showing, being good role models for these kids. Hopefully they can get some of that from us. But the, the, you can't replace a dad. I mean, you just can't replace it. It's somebody that's going to be with them night day when they come home and hopefully these dads will look to be as supportive i mean the ones that are over overboard and the ones that are underboard they kind of need to meet, meet in the middle and they just need to be supportive of these kids not trying to tell them what they should be doing not be completely out of it but being somewhere in the middle and support them and say hey i'm with you whether you're good bad or otherwise you know if you're a superstar or whether you're you're the last player on the bench you know i'm supporting you for whatever you for whatever you want and i'm there for, i'm there for you and that's what that's what i think the dad should be doing yeah dad's at the game involved but not too involved i mean just you know there's there's dads i'm sure that you've seen over the years that i mean they're they're screaming and hollering after every call after every play after and you know, there's a balance there. Well, and the hardest, the hardest thing in coaching is, one of the hardest things is when you've got a player that's constantly looking at, in the stands at their parent, okay? It's hard for them because they're confused. Whatever level, I see it. I have uh, sons that play uh, uh, soccer, youth league soccer, and you've got parents that are constantly getting their child's attention let them listen to the coach. Same thing at the high school level. Let them listen to the coach, and you can talk to them after, but these kids just need some love. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, the reality is this. There are some dads that right now you're struggling. You're not, you're not, you, you haven't been around as much as you need to. 
Um, and it's not too late. It's never too late to get back into your child's life. Um, those of us that are, are fathers and we are in our child's life, we fail at times. You know, there's times I go home and I hardly say anything to my kids because I'm looking at video and I'm so focused on my job. And so even those of us that live in the home with our children, we make mistakes too. Um, but our kids want, want our attention. Our kids want our love. Our kids want our approval. And it's never too late to get involved. That's um, I, I, when I think about being a dad and, and what you guys are a, a dad in many ways to these coaches. Every kid needs to hear "I love you." Uh, I, I, every kid needs to hear "I'm proud of you." Every hear, every kid needs to hear, hear "Here's what you're good at," and be affirmed. Have this affirmation really going on in the in the home. That's good stuff, guys. I, I can't believe our hour is up. But I just want to thank you, Chris. Thank you, Jimmy, thank for you. coming in here and just thank sharing you. your heart. Thanks for what you guys do in kids' lives as a as a coach and as teachers. Um, would you would you just pray for us dads and for us men that we would be solid? Just a real quick prayer, Jimmy. Would you start out and then Chris close? Yeah, uh, Lord, we thank you for everything you everything our opportunity you give us, Lord. The opportunity to coach, the opportunity to be a parent. And Lord, uh, the platform you give us, we we hope that that we we look for your strength to just to guide us and be better parents, be better coaches, be the be and let us let you establish our plans, Lord. That's what we want. Mm-hmm. Father, I just uh, pray that you be with all of those people at all levels that that serve as coaches. Uh, Give all of us the strength to do your will, to serve you, uh, to put the best interest of these kids at heart. Father, I pray that you be with all the dads that have been given the tremendous and great privilege of being a father. Help us to take that job seriously, Lord. Help us to recognize the mistakes that we make. Help us to recognize the opportunities to really, truly just pour into our kids and not worry about uh, the scholarships and the trophies, but focus on their heart and raising them to be believers in Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. Appreciate that. Well, we that thank you for, uh, for listening. The guys don't know this, but we're going to stick around and do a bonus segment for a few minutes. We're going to talk uh, just more basketball stuff, a little bit more about the NCAA, not to get any dirt, but they have a perspective on AAU and all those things. So we're going to talk a little bit more with the coaches about basketball and life. So uh, if you want to hear more about that podcast, you can join us on our Facebook page. Go to SoundClouds or iTunes and just uh, type in Solid Steps Radio, and you'll be able to hear all that in its entirety. Hey, thank you for listening. There's a dad that came to mind when you were here in this show who loves sports and they connect with their kids in sports I stayed up way too late the other night with my kids watching the World Series sports are something to help us bond with our kids so maybe pass this along to them that'll help give them encouragement and a little bit of direction so hey thank you for listening to Solid Steps Radio